visit. I took my mum mm. to see it when I was at university. My mum visited me at university. Toy Story 2 was on. I took my mum to see it. And the whole film was about letting go. And I just couldn't stop. I couldn't not think of it like a metaphor about a parent letting their child go. Um, or a child letting their parent go. Mm. I was going off to university. And I just oh, saw God. all of these mirror images. And the Jesse song is just... I think it should be uh, banned. It should be banned. I agree. I think the Toy Story trilogy should be banned. They're the most upsetting films. Toy Story three was like was like a horror film. It's like yeah. relentlessly, manipulatively, and I, I didn't like Toy Story three so much. I thought it. I think out of out of all of Pixar films, the you can you can say, oh, what about Up? First ten minutes of Up, yeah, but then it's followed up by ninety minutes of talking dogs, and yeah. that is bullshit, right? Yeah. I think Toy Story two just. Absolutely one of the most devastating moments in any film. Can you sing the song? A bit of it? No. Okay. When somebody looks... No. <laughs> I mean, it's just awful. The, the, the false hope that she gets mm. when her owner picks her up again after a bit, spending years underneath the bed covered in dust, just hoping that she'll be loved again. And then when she finally gets picked up and... The hope in her face just before she gets put in the the the, 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 the car boot sale box. I mean, it's awful. Do you think you're Jesse? No, but I think we're all Jesse. Yeah, I I can't honestly. Toy Story trilogy is the saddest. I just don't know how they exist. And I, how... think, I think they're amazing. I love oh, the they're amazing. One. I remember like, when the first one came out, uh, going to the video shop, and uh, it had come out, and I'd seen it at the cinema. Mm. And I used to talk to the video shop owner. And, uh, what was it called, the video shop? It was just called Whitecroft Video, but uh, the owner was called Mick, so we used to call it Mick's Video. Mm. And we used to go in, and I was like, I was quite young. Uh, I used to talk, I, he was like, I didn't have any friends, he was my own friend. I used to get to the video shop quite regularly and talk to him, but I said, oh, did you see Toy Story? He goes, yeah, it's like, it's like naughty. <laughs> Rubbish. And I was like, oh, I was so disappointed. Is that him. when you grew out of Mick? That's when I grew out of Mick. Oh. I was so disappointed in him. It's just like, naughty. Mick, it's, Mick's a profound, your it's a profound movie, do you know what I mean? I yeah. think, but, there's, but the second one, fucking hell. Well, second, the message in the second one is, well, the first one is, you're not special. Second one is, everybody leaves. And the third one is, everybody die. dies. Yeah. Fuck you. You're not trilogy. special. Everybody leaves, you're going to die. What, what are they going to do with the fourth one? Also, I saw yeah. Jurassic World, uh, the Fallen Kingdom this weekend. Yeah. That made me cry. Yeah, made me cry. I had a really bad three years. Like, I've had some bad... Th- I've had, psychologically, mentally, I've had a bad three years. And every time I'd watch anything. Like, fuck it, I watched Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, oh my mate. god! So I was sat on my own, three o'clock in the morning, two bottles of wine in me, just bawling my eyes out at the screen. Just I couldn't believe how sad. That's Saving the most Mr. I've Banks ever was. cried. Is that film? Just all the way through. Every time the dad, yeah. <laughs> it's like every time the dad comes in, it's just like I go, oh god! And at the end, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, well, and so I cried. I spent three years crying all the time. I haven't cried in ages. Like, I haven't cried in maybe uh, six months. I'm sort of like psychologically repairing myself, I suppose. And I'd cry at adverts, and I'd cry at, you know... Um, I was like, I'm a Schwarzenegger in junior, going through all this in my yeah, hormones, yeah. so I'd cry at, like, soap operas and everything like that. Uh, I was fine, and then I went to see Jurassic World, and I hadn't read any reviews, they know about it, and the bit when they leave the island just fucking got me. I was just like, 
Oh no. Oh no, it's really got me. It was really, yeah. But, yeah, anyway, Royal Tenenbaums every time, and the most devastating thing would be Jesse's um, song. song in Toy Story. How is your relationship with your dad now? My relationship with, that's the weird thing. I've got a really good relationship with my dad. I always have had a really mm. good relationship with both of my parents. You know, we've, there's only four of us in my family, and, you know, uh, we all have our moments, but we're, we're you know, we're not a fucked up family. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the father stuff is. But it's every time. I, I, do you know what? I guess it's just that I, I, I want my dad to be proud of me. And I don't... Is, is he not? No, he is. But I don't think that it'll ever be enough. Mm. I don't... I, I want my dad to not worry about me and to be not my dad. I want him to be sort of like my friend. Do you? And to be like, just like, I've done all the fathering stuff and now it's just all fun. Right. Go to cinema, hang out. But he'll never not be my dad. Mm. Um. I always felt that Curtis should not be living his dream through me. That was not something we expected to hear, not some from someone so young and so talented. And so both of those things really changed the way we thought about the film we were making. It wasn't just about two kids now trying to make the dream of basketball come true, but it was a much, I, I think, deeper portrait of of their lives and their frustrations and their insecurities. Yeah, there's a tragic moment where William says that he can't remember a time when he was allowed to, after a certain point, just play basketball, just play for the hell of it, for the love of it. And you can see the love of it seeping out of him. You can, You actually can see that happening in the film. Yeah, from the start, William struck us as one of the most thoughtful young uh, men that we'd met. And he totally flew in the face of the sort of stereotype, and it's one that persists to this day, which is is that really talented basketball players, particularly black basketball players, are full of bravado and are taken care of in ways that doesn't encourage them to really grow up very quickly. And, you know, there's all these stereotypes that particularly for black athletes, I think, in, in America. And William, like many black athletes, he didn't fit any of those. You know, he was this quiet, really thoughtful kid who really thought about these things and was very sensitive to them. And from a very young age, he had that and he still has that as a 45-year-old <laughs> man now. <laughs> It's also the whole family that you get to know. You know, watching it again in the wake of the Black Lives Matter protests, the scene that really broke my heart was when Arthur's mother makes him a cake for his 18th birthday, and she says... This is his favourite cake. He's a great kid. And some kids don't live at this age, you know? That's another thing to be proud about. That's, you know, this is his 18th birthday, he lived, and... To get to see 18, that's good. That she's celebrating the fact that he was still alive. Yeah. That killed yeah. me this time, watching that. Well, yeah, it, it killed me when when she said it. Uh, it because she, Sheila, his mother, she says it without the least trace of bitterness or irony. She's genuinely just happy which makes it all the more devastating 
as a moment. I mean, I sometimes think about moments like that and I think, you know, that's the difference between documentary and fiction. You know, if you gave that scene, quote unquote, to a really talented actor and said, how would you play this? They wouldn't be able to resist, I, I think, trying to imbue it with, with all kinds of layers of irony or, or bitterness. And that would work in a fictional context. But what happens here in this moment is she's just genuinely happy. And it's all the more a greater, more powerful statement of, of just what the prospects are for kids like Arthur and William in that neighborhood.